Hey guys, I had Laura Durant and Nathaniel Burns on the show with me this week. Uh, Laura Durant, you've probably heard that name before if you're associated with the acting community at all um, in this town because she is either directly or indirectly responsible for hundreds if not thousands at this point uh, of actors getting cast in film and TV and theater roles uh, in the Phoenix area through her website Durantcom and her company Durant Communications. Um, so she's a huge pillar of the community in that way. Nathaniel Burns is one of her devoted casting assistants and an actor in his own right. Um, so they both have a lot of insight into kind of how those decisions get made. And uh, it's really interesting conversation if you've ever uh, been curious about what goes on behind the scenes when somebody is putting a production together and finding the right people for the job. Uh, so I hope you all can sit back and enjoy learning something from Laura Durant and Nathaniel Burns. Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete. I'm with Laura Durant today. How are you doing today, Laura? Doing fine. Doing Fantastic. And we might also be joined by Nathaniel Burns uh, later on in the podcast. He might be, be stepping in, so if you hear a third voice, it's going to be him. Um, but, Laura, I mean, you've established yourself as pretty much a cornerstone of the, the theater arts community, definitely, in particular, the acting community in general in Phoenix. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, I mean, how did you find yourself in that position? I don't know. Um, <laughs> No, I started out, um, I think I've always been in the performing arts. I think anybody who is a performing artist traces it back to childhood, high school, elementary school. You're, we're all an artist. We're all born an artist, but some of us cultivate it. And over time, you know, I was, I was the nerd mm-hmm. uh, in school. I was the one who had the Barbies and the Hot Wheels and, and the little science kit and wanted to see what would it be like if you just painted your face all in green eyeshadow. What happens is it sticks so, <laughs> permanently. Um, no, but I've, um, I've always been in the communication business, always been part of broadcasting, um, television, writing. Um, and when I went off to college, which was a big deal for women in the 70s to go off to college and pursue a degree, um, I uh, pursued communications because I don't think I could settle on what it is I wanted to do. It was theater and broadcasting and writing and photography. And ironically, all of that um, hyperactivity that was part of my formative years is probably why I'm here where I am today, because I'm now pulling on all of those disciplines. So, and, uh, yeah. what was it about communication that you feel like drew you in? Was it just like an interactive element to it all? Because it, you know, explored so many different facets of it. Was it put the performing? Or? The performing. They had a radio station at the college mm-hmm. where I went, university mm-hmm. where I went. Um, but then the way the curriculum was designed is they wanted to give you a, a well-rounded experience. So you had theater, you had journalism, you had, well, you had the option for foreign languages. I took a little bit of it. I took sign language and I took Spanish. Um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know, I guess you could call it the liberal arts degree of the 70s. <laughs> okay. So, so you you've, uh, didn't really want to settle on any single path. You wanted to try everything. Really did, because it all folded in together. I mean, if, if you're a theater artist, you're also a bit of a costume designer. You're a hoarder. You have some sense of, of design and makeup and furniture, and your home is basically set with set pieces from every show you've been in and most of your clothes have been on stage at some point um we're we're all i guess as artists we're all about exploring um it's a human condition is that this is that the go-to that's, phrase that's yeah we're all that's about the buzzword I think, that buzzword I so um that was part of my upbringing you know books um, you have to remember, I, I grew up in a time when there wasn't an internet, so we had a, we had to find our own excitement. It didn't come to our our our, our computer. Um, so yeah, so we we built our own worlds. Mm. Excellent. Okay. 
So, so you've gone through the communications program. Uh, was your first foray beyond that into acting? Were you always in front of the camera? Oh, no, no. I was a news director for a radio station right out of college. So it's a small station, obviously. We were in a, we were in a cow pasture um, out, in, out in the country, and um, I was the, the news director there. Uh, we read the, um, the, uh, the, the hog futures, uh, the obituaries, um, births, birth announcements, all the stuff that you would, you would never do now with uh, you know, current legislation, it's supposed to you know, medical conditions, things like that. All that stuff, I think, you know, hospital admissions were listed in the newspaper. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, hip, the HIPAA laws. Yeah, HIPAA laws would probably prevent right. that today. Um, but it was, a, it was a grand experience, um, worked a lot, learned a lot, and then um, I, I had friends in Phoenix, and I also had friends, well, friends in different places around the country, but I needed to, to get out and, uh, and to grow. I had wanderlust pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so I settled on Phoenix because Phoenix was the uh, fastest growing metro, uh, um, metropolis in, 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 in the country. And uh, they were all the hot spots. And, you know, everybody, everybody's the golden child for a couple of years, and it was Phoenix's turn. I moved here. Um, I'm from snow country. I'm from the Pittsburgh area. So I was pretty astounded at uh, the, uh, that you know, there was oranges that grew on trees and a lot of stores, uh, that everybody had steep driveways up, hillway, up the hill that you would never have in yeah, Phoenix. Oh it's, it's, it, it, you can't believe what a, what a mind-blowing experience it is for someone from the snow belt. Um, the idea that, that the, the city's laid out in a grid is amazing. <laughs> You know, in, in the Pittsburgh area, if you make a wrong turn, you're going to end up at Three Rivers or uh, <laughs> at the airport, something like that. Pools in people's backyards. Oh, pools in people's backyards, <laughs> right, right. So it was, uh, it, 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 I felt like a, a country mouse in Phoenix. And, and you know, Phoenix at that time, I think, was the seventh largest city. But I was coming from a tiny town outside of Pittsburgh, which was... I mean, we had 1,500 people. There was a. There was the only reason there was a stoplight is because as it was a left turn on Main Street, <laughs> you know, you know, for the state highway. So um, this was this was just enough town for me, and I I feel I feel comfortable here. I've felt comfortable here for 30 years. So and um, worked in radio, uh, worked some hospitality when I first started. Worked in corporate media. Uh, uh, was an actor along the way. Um, did corporate media of all sorts. Uh, met my husband at an audition who uh, was a music director. So I can say that I auditioned for the rec director and got the best part. <laughs> uh, but um, Phoenix, Phoenix feels right. It always has. Otherwise, I'd leave, right? But what separates Phoenix from, from other metropolitan cities, do you think? What, what makes you comfortable here that might not make you comfortable in, say, L.A. or Chicago? I feel grounded here. Um, I don't know if I'd have done well in L.A., to be quite honest. Um, lots of people go to L.A. Lots of people leave L.A. Same with, same with New York. Um, but Phoenix has a... I think Phoenix is just now starting to embrace its own identity and its own um, authenticity and uh, as a casting director that's one of my um, that's one of my charges is to uh, find um, actors that embrace their identity because I, I do um, I do uh, look-alike casting I do docudramas I'm doing a lot of those lately for the Discovery ID channel um, and um, there's a just genuineness here and if it isn't genuine it goes away pretty quickly so let's, let's talk about that transition, Then, How did you become the person who helped other people get the parts rather than look for the parts yourself? I'm a born Yanta. Um, I like connecting people. I always have been. One of my many jobs in hospitality, as I you know, found my way through here, was I was a concierge. Um, matchmaker. Um, um, I like introducing people and uh, seeing what happens. Um, I guess that's that chemistry thing, you know, look, that chemistry kit that I had as a kid, I guess, paid off. Um, but I, I like making making things happen. I mean, as, as an actor, especially an actor here in Phoenix, you're not just an actor, you're also probably part of the set crew and you find your own costumes, you know, unless you're doing high-end uh, um, union theater. This is all part of what you do. Um, so 
being a part of a team to put together a project has been real special for me. Interesting. Now, I mean, I, I know a little bit about casting, and I, I know that uh, I've seen that, that infamous documentary on the casting agents of, uh, <laughs> of uh, LA and stuff that, that, I mean, just really kind of the general thesis of it, so that everybody who's in casting, it's, a, it's an innate ability. It's, they just have a knack for it. Do you feel like it's something you always had um, when it comes to finding the right person, or was that a skill you had to develop? You know, I think I always had it in me. I just didn't know. Um, I mean, I, you start doing casting for theater, and then a friend has a, an independent film that they're doing for a student project, and you just happen to know some people. Um, I mean, my, my own company has been about connections. I mean, when I launched my company almost 20 years ago, um, it was about building databases of my, my mailing list. How long can my mailing list get? Well, my mailing list got pretty long because I realized that you just couldn't send out a bunch of um, press releases or invitations or something on uh, Outlook without getting shut down by all of the ISPs because they think that you're spamming. So you, you realize that your, your connections are growing in, in that respect. Um, so yeah, I think I've always been a connector, just never realized it. And again, all of those all of those things that I've learned along the way, I'm now pulling in as a casting director. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that I mean the name of your company is Durant Communications, not right. simply Durant Casting or anything like that. You're, Very good, you're and, a and, and that's exactly right. When I and that was something I debated about when I launched the business is I wanted to be um, diverse. Uh, I mean, photography is part of my communications. Uh, writing, uh, writing magazine articles. I wrote, back when people were reading magazine articles, I wrote for 10 years for a, a publication called um, Phoenix Downtown Magazine. Um, and I wrote both food and arts and theater. Um, and then uh, the, the photography was, was part of that all along for the, my press packets and, and publicity. Well, okay, and you say about how it started. Well, yeah, I was in theater. I'm doing a production. Nobody's publicizing it. <laughs> it's, well, you know, or, or they didn't have, I mean, this, I know this sounds so foreign, but there was a time when photos were not taken by the theater. The newspaper would come and shoot the photos, and usually production week. So you'd have this press release that you'd walk over to one of the two or three you know, um, <laughs> newspapers in the area, maybe the radio station, and that was it. So I realized, well, I could do all this stuff, and I could put it together sooner. And we're, and we're being joined by my... <laughs> I'm the party crasher. The party crasher, Nathaniel. <laughs> okay. This is Nathaniel Burns is going to be joining us, one of your casting assistants. Casting who, uh, yeah, we're going to do a deep dive into casting here pretty soon, I, I hope so. And, uh, and good, because that gives me a chance to drink some water here and some uh, <laughs> and, and take a break. We can tag team on this. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Nathaniel, we're just kind of talking about origins right now, kind of how we how we all came together today. Um, so, uh, how did you get uh, connected with Lauren? Oh wow, uh, throwback. I guess uh, I had my own theater downtown. It was it was a, a scrappy little thing, <laughs> and uh, I had uh, some shows to cast and uh, post about and try to get buzz. And I asked somebody else who had gone to Phoenix College, "Hey, how do I do this? Because I'm you know not really <laughs> see what I mean by theater companies." Right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't my uh, my forte. I kind of been you know, working for the past 10 years, you know, locked away at work, but uh, and I had this dream and I was doing it and I met this guy and his name was Shane Gent and he said, you have to use Durant.com, you have to look up Laura and, you know, I've done it, I've used uh, Durant.com tons of times for my shows and he's a playwright and he's put on shows at like Trunk Space and things like that. Uh, so we hooked up and it, it took some time, she, you know, she was quite busy. Um, but I, I knew that I had to get Laura Durant to come see my theater. And uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit on the late side because I was kind of dismantling it by the time <laughs> she got out there. Uh, but uh, we did eventually get to meet and have some coffee. So uh, coffee with Laura was kind of a turning point for me in my acting and theater uh, and film and whatnot uh, here in Phoenix. And uh, I guess that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she 
evaluated, you know, very kindly what, what she saw. Um, and, uh, you know, what I really appreciate about Laura is her candor. You know, and she really uh, kind of told me how it was and, uh, you know, w was very kind. Um, but she, she shot straight, you know, so I, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Those those particular yeah. things, but uh, you know, and I told her I'm an actor. She's like, yeah, right. <laughs> and sure you are. Uh, everyone's an actor, right? Um, and I think I, I don't know, some somehow got got your audience in that regard and said I'm an actor, and you said sure, and um, I showed you something, I, I and you're like, you you know what, you're actually not bad. <laughs> you, you, okay, so interesting. So come come audition. You know, and, and then... And Being outed. Yeah. So that's how it started, right? Uh, I, put, I put my hat in the ring, basically. And, and then eventually, as, as, um, as my casting assignments expanded mm -hmm. and then became national television projects, um, I needed somebody... I needed a wingman. Um, I needed somebody who was both an actor and understood the whole acting process, but I needed someone who had a technical background. Actors, please take computer science classes, take <laughs> Excel spreadsheet, any, learn office, learn, learn all that side because you are a business person and an actor. And that's what I needed with someone who could manage both of those things. And it's like the whole package, right? I mean, the performers from Motown, they could sing, they could dance, you know, there was, you gotta, as an actor, you gotta be, be well-rounded, you gotta kinda, know all kinds of stuff. You need to be your own manager until you make enough money to pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> and, and put it on your resume when you have one of those office <laughs> skills. I, I suppose yeah. I, there was a project I was working with where somebody uh, spoke fluent Spanish. We found out halfway through the production like they hadn't <laughs> got on their, their resume. Like We were like, oh, we need someone like, to speak some Spanish. Do you even know any Spanish? And he's like, oh, yeah, I speak it fluently. He's like, really? That should be like line one. On thing. Honestly, like, some, yeah, yeah the, those, the, the small print at the bottom of the resumes with other skills, I do look at those. I need to know if you're a water, uh, you do, do, uh, water waterboard, not waterboard. Oh, my God. Water ski. Yeah, water ski. I think right. it's skiing. Yeah, ski. looking for. We word. don't want to know if you no, waterboard. If you want to waterboard, I want no, nothing about that. No, but if, you know, if you have, a, you ride a unicycle or if you can fence or uh, if, you, if you speak multiple languages, uh, that's, that's a big deal for us, playing sports. I mean, I never know what roles are out there, so that's just important. It, it's not quite as uh, relevant now, I guess, but you know, when I was starting off, they always told me, still make sure you put your driver's license on your special oh, skills, you know? Yes. <laughs> well, of course, that you, oh, that you drive, yes. Yeah, that you have a driver's license, Absolutely. a valid driver's license. I yeah. asked that again and again through the process, because I don't know, you maybe got a DUI last yeah. weekend, and, and you're going to be driving a car, mm -hmm. so... <laughs> We do need to know that, yeah. Might be behind the wheel on set. Absolutely. All right, so you you realized that it was starting to get more than what one person could handle, and so what made you turn to Nathaniel? Multi, multitasking, <laughs> multi-talented, and, and I've had, I, I, and I have to tip a hat, Nathaniel wasn't my first. <laughs> I've had a I've had a, a series of casting assistants, and you know they were there for a time, and then they would move on. Sure. But all of them, all of them, all of them carried that skill of both being an actor and having a technical ability. I mean, because because you and I grow up in this world, because we travel in this world, we think everybody knows how to use the technology that's in their in their phone. A lot of them don't. You know what you need to know, but I run into challenges with actors where I say, can you upload a, a, you know, a selfie or a video? They, they're lost. I want to help them because if I help them, they're going to help me. I need their face. I need their, their talent. So anyway. So were those face-to-face -face meetings like he was talking about where you were, you know, approaching somebody in the community and, you know, giving them a review of their work, were those pretty common at first? Um, actually, I, I do, I do the, I do it all the time. I do, I do, um, I call them actors toolbox. Uh, they're actors mm -hmm. consults. I do one on one because um, a lot of times you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a confession, <laughs> a confessional. <laughs> There's certain things that people want to know about themselves. That, you know, they don't want to talk about in the classroom or something. Uh, Nathaniel, we did a, a toolbox, and I evaluated him, um, and I was impressed with with what he did. Um, but not I, to get the audition. Enough, <laughs> enough that I remembered him for an audition, yeah. right? But uh, but. A, you know, actors will come in with, 
hey, I've always wanted to do this, or I did this back in high school, and I want to do it now the kids are grown. Or um, I just got laid off of my job, and I really don't know what's going on, and I think I'm just going to take the plunge. Or I've got a day job, and I'm bored out of my mind, and I need something else to do. <laughs> um, but they'll come to me with, with what they have, and we, we look at it from a business perspective. And sometimes, yeah, it, sometimes it's a little bit hard um, to embrace. I mean, for example, I... I'm no longer 18 and I have to embrace that fact and I'm no longer 30 or 40 <laughs> and I and but I have other skill sets and other experiences that enhance my abilities and if I had somebody like me coming for advice I would say okay you have you have these skill sets now and this is your strong point and you know should you go to LA at this age well I can't tell you that but I can tell you how to maybe strengthen the muscles you have so that you feel a little more confident going there. So how did you start making the relationships that you have now in the community? I mean, it's, you're connected with Verve Studios, you're connected with um, you know, people who provide headshots, you're connected with all these, these big establishments in town, it seems like. How, how did you start to make that happen? Years and years. I mean, really, <laughs> um, when you, when, first of all, when you do theater or you do a film project, it's like a band of brothers, particularly theater, because you're in the same space with these people for you know, days and weeks. Um, and it just grew. I, honestly, it, it was completely organic. I think anybody, though, that's been in the business as long as I have here in Phoenix in one area, 30 years, um, they could probably say the same thing. What you do with it, what you do with those connections, how many bridges you've burned, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. So. so was it a pretty easy step once you had the, the website up and running to say, hey, I, you know, I'd love it if uh, you'd like to advertise on here. Or, hey, I'd love it if I could, you know, advertise your services. Ironically, yeah, when I first launched, now, now again, this is going back 20 years. This is before Facebook, okay? <laughs> you have to, yeah. you, we have to think, there wasn't, once upon a time, there wasn't a YouTube, all right? True. Um, so when I launched in, uh, well, I, I, had a, I had a day job, but I, I realized that I'm promoting my theater projects and doing my acting projects, and I was getting three hours of sleep. I mean, it was just around the clock, and something had to give. So I finally took the plunge and uh, launched my own company. Um, and as I think over the course of the year, of the years since, um, I've built these connections either through old-fashioned databases that we have with the mailing lists, uh, every show that you're in, you keep every cast list that you're in. <laughs> See, now it's so much easier. You just Facebook friend everybody. <laughs> but, 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 and this is not a, obviously a, a ding against Facebook, but it is impersonal. How many times do you think you're connected to somebody and you really aren't? It's just that you've been Facebook friends and you've traded some ha-ha jokes right you know I mean, they like a picture and then it's, a you know. picture and that's it i like your picture oh, that's lovely you know yeah. it's not the same it feels good because you get all these likes and clicks you know but it's not like i'm thrilled to meet you seriously right. uh having listened to your podcasts face to face you can't beat it and for me as a casting director I need to see you. I mean, now. Half the job. Yeah. Look at this. Vincent Van Gogh. Don't you think he's Vincent? <laughs> Vincent? You, he's we, got we, both ears, though. You have both ears, though. I right? can change that does. if you gave me a job, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm thinking of the, uh, the Doctor Who episode, the Vincent oh, yeah. Van Gogh episode. With Tony Curran? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> see? Yeah. But not everybody has two ears. So. That, <laughs> see, you gotta, we need to see you. It's tough. We need to see exactly And verify what you look that. Like and, yeah. and all that. We, but that, yeah, that's what the, that's what the one on, just as, uh, as um, it's full disclosure, we're we're in a performing arts area, so there's a lot of activity that goes on. Yeah, so. It's a multi-use. It's space. a multi-use space. So. Great space, which I haven't I haven't actually seen this space before, oh. and I'm really glad to know about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah available yeah. for rent. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, where were we? Face to face is a face to face. So. The face-to-face -face, uh, auditions mm -hmm. that we do um, are very important to me. I want you to look like, for example, I want you to look like your headshot when you show up. Mm -hmm. now, see, that's an interesting thing because, I mean, you, we've, we've spoken briefly before this and you brought up a few things just as what you consider like just no-brainers um, <laughs> that everybody should have, you know, about how to structure a resume, you know, the kind of just manners and things to have. And so that's You so know, there, and maybe this comes back to my college days we 
we could not graduate without this one special class about how to find a job. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think the book was called The Professional Job Changing Market. And, and, and as part of our final, I mean, we had to put a resume together. We had to put a, 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 like a basically like a mini thesis of what we were doing and what our internship was about, um, as if we were promoting what we just experienced. I, I think for, uh, for actors, we're, we're artists, we don't want to be told what to do because we want to express ourselves, but this is where we need to step away and realize it's still a business, it's show business. Right. So and, having and a good resume and having a competent headshot and having training, real training, is paramount. Right. And I mean, that, that is, I took that class as well when I was in my theater program, but just like you mentioned before, you know, you have sometimes I don't want to call them weekend warriors, but like the people who come in who do have day jobs and stuff who are like, I want to act. How do I act? Get me on the stage, you know? And, and that's yeah. okay. That yeah. is, I mean, I had a day job for a long time. Um, oh my God, a long time. <laughs> um, and did theater in the evenings, did theater in the weekends. We have a growing independent film market now. Um, digital film has you know, taken off since about 2000. So just weekend warriors that they shoot their films nights and weekends absolutely Challenges. it doesn't mean you can't do it and I think with Phoenix I think we recognize that and, and embrace it I mean I've you know actors come in for auditions yes we have a shoot schedule our shoot schedule is in stone and you have to be there during the day at certain times and it's not going to move <laughs> but they'll find time to take off work and they so they understand that there's that business element so do you find yourself like having to really kind of start from square one a lot of the times with people who come to you or and is that something that you're pretty willing to do when it comes to just teaching people the bare bones basics like okay you need to have this you need it. it it depends I mean when I'm like when I'm in the casting session I, I really don't have the luxury of time to sure. educate uh, if they want to come to me for a one-on-one -on -one, I'm always available Nathaniel's available um, you also do the the toolbox at schools oh, and that's, acting yeah, and that's classes. True. Bring it to so yeah, I'll bring yeah. I have, it's a it's a it's a traveling dog and pony show. Um, I have in fact uh, next, I think in the next two weeks or so, I'm I'm scheduled at ASU. You can book that service. And they book it. Yeah, they book it. Um, I've have that. I, I love to bring Nathaniel into these classes, <laughs> especially if they don't know him, because this is one of the again for actors. This is one of those educational things. Is you may think you're a certain kind of person, but people who don't know you, how do they typecast you? Because that's that's what we see when we see that headshot. You get three seconds for a snap judgment. It's a phenomenal exercise. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, <laughs> he, he had his yeah. eye open. Yeah, it was eye opening so. for him. So, who were some of the people when you when I brought you in for class? The cool dad. I think I got cool dad. I think I got. Uh, you had shorter professor. beard. Yeah, it's about your length. I, I had a beard about your length um, back in college when we did that exercise, and I got Viking, uh, Mystic Guru, yeah, there you go. Sensei, yeah. yeah. Sensei, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it, some pretty cool, pretty but, cool but it's observations. But it's things that you wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, no, I'm not those things. So. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so, I mean, how do you... How do you pull that out of somebody? I mean, you know, and when somebody is uh, looking to be cast, when somebody is trying to make themselves available to um, more projects, things like that. I mean, how do you, how do you coach people towards their type? Good question. <laughs> sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. I mean, you have somebody who's who's uh, well. Let's just go. For, let's just go for the stereotype. The stereotypical, um, you know, long blonde hair through their 20s have always been that ingenue type, and now they're 40. Um, you can still audition, I mean, sure. for those roles, but you're now competing with people who are in their 20s. I mean, I don't think you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, you know? <laughs> you, you, you know pretty quickly, you know, whether, whether or not they're going to give you the performance that you're looking for, they're going to be that... They're going to fill that that need, yeah. you know, essentially, and uh, it's a lot like interviewing, you know. I would speed say speed dating. Speed dating uh, is a great, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, We're all trying to get intimate analogy. quickly. Yes. <laughs> right. I quickly. need you to cry. Yeah. How quickly? Can you... <laughs> <laughs> do you need to pull a nose hair or what? <laughs> yeah. How much help do you need with this? But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think we figured it out pretty quickly. Um, it, so it's not so much about pulling it out. Mm -hmm. It's uh, there. That's for like the. The remaining 10% mm -hmm. of the performance, I think we need the 90 up front. 
And uh, so it's really critical, I'm sure you've mentioned it many times already in this interview, is that you show up as you are. You know, you've got to be who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're coming in and it's funky, you know, it, it's going <laughs> to read, you know, and, and it's not going to be helpful to you or our process. We're wasting time. Our job is to make you as comfortable as possible when you arrive. I'm not there to mess with your mind, tell you to lose 10 pounds. Not, that's, you know. For real. <laughs> Actually, none of those. Not, but, uh, so... I would say in the casting session is we create comfort. We, we don't we don't want to create discord. Uh, Nathaniel, God bless him. Every <laughs> every reading, he's a weeping mother. He's a crackhead. He is whatever he has to be to read with the actor, uh, to to give them the, the performance they need to play off of, and I, I think that brings out the best in them. So. <laughs> Props. <laughs> so you're not somebody who believes, this is interesting because I've kind of heard both sides of it before, you're not somebody who believes that when you're reading with an actor like that, you should be blank, you should be neutral so that they aren't being in, like led in any direction, that type of thing. Well, I want the best performance out of them. I mean, here's the way I look at it. That's my theory. No one's going to put me in jail for it. So if someone else has a different one, fine. And it's also the director's prerogative, too. We get direction from the director, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally about uh, what kind of auditions they want to run so we've done flat and we've also you know read with them we've had them read to the wall or with you know sometimes with the director directly, yeah even you know. director would interact um, and sometimes we pair it up it just it's a uh, it's about the job you know specific so it's a good question so let's talk about getting those jobs then. So um, let's <laughs> walk, walk us through it a little bit. So uh, you, you've been approached by somebody who is looking for something specific. So um, how does that initial meeting look? You know, what, what are you kind of looking for from the client? And, and then what do you bring to the casting session? Well, I get a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a script and then I get a breakdown of the characters. So we, we have an idea, especially with, with the docudramas that we do. Um, it's a lot of lookalike casting because I've got to find the person who's the the murderer and the, and the victim and, and the victim's parents and the in-laws and everyone else involved. Um, and then from there, I put out a call to the agents, but I also, because the agents have, you know, they have signed people that they know they can represent, they can make money from, that's business. But I also look for other actors that, you know, theater actors, unrepresented ones that maybe wouldn't sign with an agent or haven't signed yet, but they're a dead ringer for... <laughs> who I'm, you know, who I need. Or they've got the chops and or they, they got, know it. they got the or, chops. You know, so the, the, we get from the agents, mm-hmm. but we also pull from submissions from... from, from well, they, well I, I, I post on Durant Casting. Right. And so people will submit um, from that um, from all around the state, actually. And then uh, I line up my auditions. I'll, I'll call as many as I can fit in because I only have so much time, you know. I fit in as many as I can, and I kind of feel like a real estate agent at that point. It's, I, I lined up what I think the client wants, and you know, okay, yeah, bay windows, yeah, that, okay, and brass doorknobs, okay, yeah. But can I get the, you know, a loft? So got a loft <laughs> oh, okay, let me go find a loft. Okay, I'm gonna find a loft. And that's great too because you know houses don't pretend; they don't show up with like, you know, what it is. new paint. You know, the day that you're gonna go look at it. It's, it's, it's just what it is, you know, and uh, you actually have to disclose. If you're a real estate agent, you know, or you're about a house, you have to disclose everything you know about it. And that's really what casting is, is, is disclosure of who you are, you know, and like, do we, does that work for this? And so many reasons why you may or may not get the role, you know, but. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> yes, and please, that's uh, 90% of the decisions in casting have nothing to do with the actor. You, you do your part, and then everybody else decides on, well, will this fit, this look, do you match? It's things that are completely out of your control. So please, actors, don't tear yourself apart. <laughs> I, there's so many times we've had these, you know, they're hard auditions, and you just think, oh, God, I hope she's not on the car crying right now. <laughs> right? It, it's, it can be emotionally challenging. I was thinking about getting a Bloody Mary bar for the next one. Just <laughs> I, I, you know, Take some of the edge off. Take the edge off, yeah. yeah. Occasionally, if it's high 
high stress, you know, they'll say, don't drive for half an hour, you know, like, take it, take it easy. Sounds like I just, they get into it, you know, they get into it. That's good, isn't it? Now, I, I'm curious about that. I want to kind of go back to something you're saying there, but um, with, with what you're talking about, all right, so you, you're calling in these people, you're lining up all these auditions uh, to, to take, take a look at people and see if they have what, what you're looking for. How do you, like, kind of maintain a stable of actors like that if you're if you're seeing a group of people there i mean who is there anybody that you can just like pull through your mind or are you always digging through everyone to rant cast <laughs> yeah. but, but there's but there's there's levels to it i mean i have people that will say hey just as a favor i just need this one per can you record i don't know if they're available hmm. because i mean i have to call and find out if they're available right. their agent may not know if they're available so, um I may have somebody that comes to mind when I'm looking for lookalikes, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to start thumbing through. Because here, 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 give a great example. I'll have kids, mm-hmm. and I see a couple. I need to cast a couple of kids, and I go, "Oh yeah, yeah, Grease Paint Theater. There was this act. Oh wait, that's right. They're in college now. <laughs> <laughs> They're not 15. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Um, so yeah, and people, yeah, people change. Sometimes they just flat move out of the market, move out of the business, mm-hmm. and don't tell anybody. Yeah. So there's a there's a been a lot of the look like casting going on recent look like I've been I've been on the the website you know um, every chance I can and mm-hmm. it seems like this is is there like some consistent series going on around town yeah, yeah. well we just wrapped up a, a TV show is called mm-hmm. Deadly Dentist I can I can't tell you anything more than that sure. okay <laughs> but um, uh, it's a docudrama mm-hmm. and um, I need a lot of look likes because these are all historical uh, stories um, and this is just the latest one that we've done. In fact, um, what was the one we did before that was Women in Prison? Women in Prison. Women in Prison, two episodes, or two seasons of that, Women in Prison. Paranormal Witness, which, yeah, that was pretty wild, because I, yeah, I I saw the final, (laughs) I saw the, (laughs) I thought ripped his arm off. I wasn't on set for that one. I just saw the final product (laughs) and scared the crap out of me. (laughs) The rest of the crew was laughing, because they knew all the tricks and what was going on behind camera. I was completely innocent, so. <laughs> I, so, I embarrassed myself as well. Sure. I screamed during some of it. So yeah. I'm sure they were happy to hear it though. They were thrilled. They said you're. They said you're our target demographic. Right. Well, that there. story was based here in Phoenix. And it was based here in Phoenix when they shot. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, um, yeah. Real stories. Real mm-hmm. stories. So uh, what, we need real people. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I want to ask about. So I mean, you, you've kind of talked a little bit about it. Just uh, I mean, how do you how do you decide like what what makes somebody fit a role you know is there really any any way to look at it it's just it's art that's where the art now we talked about all the business now we talk about the art for example why did you put that shirt on today why did you buy it were the other shirts were the other (laughs) nice shirt by the way were were the other shirts offended when you bought this one i feel dressed down (laughs) see why i put makeup on for for a podcast you got the experience (laughs) but uh that's where the art comes in and honestly I'm, I may provide that introduction to the to the uh, the situation, to the opportunity, to the audition, but the director is the final say, and we got to I got to underscore that because you know you have actors that I could have done it if you just. It, but I provided the opportunity. That's yeah. my job. We don't plug you in. We, it's a discussion. We don't, it's, yeah. And the, some you know even the extras. Even the extras, we we select them, but they have to all be approved, all the looks. Sure. So, now I'm kind of curious to to go back to something you kind of mentioned before about um, really liking somebody, but it's just not not what's what they're looking for. It's they're it's not fitting that that specific need. Um, how often do you kind of keep those people in your mind, and how often are are you able to maybe go back to somebody that? wasn't quite what you were looking for before, but you want to get them something, you know, you want to get them in somewhere. Oh, I mean, people show up all the time yeah. that you just go, you need your own TV show. I can't provide but you. You are a, you are a sitcom waiting to happen. I mean, they're, they, they come, you know, they come through all the time. They're, one of my favorite memories was when we were, and I, I can't remember if you were on this one or not, um, um, American Blackout. No. I can't think. I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. But he was wonderfully quirky. I needed this video, uh, this like vlogger, mm-hmm. as 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 the world is getting dark and and the uh, electrical grid is shutting down across the country. That was the idea: is what would happen if okay. America blacked out, and we don't know why. And and it was different scenarios. There was the prepper who took one had one take on it, and then there was the American family, nice little mm-hmm. nuclear family, and then there was this. Um, latchkey kid vlogger who was just 
quirky and magnificent. Uh, he's, he's moved on now. He's now singing opera and he's in college. But he, at that moment, that summer, had I caught him a year before or a year after, but that summer it was kismet. And he was magnificent. Just as he, he was just gangly and uncomfortable and it was beautiful. That's excellent. That's okay. what we want. <laughs> Sometimes uh, <clears throat> I think there there was a woman that didn't quite fit, and I wasn't on this one. But you've told me this story, and the director oh he loved her. Love he her, fell right? in love with her. Yeah, but he tried tried to yeah. like make something up. <laughs> <for him. laughs> but but yeah, he he lo- he just loved her. He, that was one of those examples of you. This person is a TV show, mm-hmm. but oh. we just didn't have the opportunity for them. You know. Okay. So keep doing it. Just because you get no, doesn't mean no forever. Yes. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, I, it's easy to say in theory, but I feel like every actor out there, is, it's a lot harder to, to commit to in practice. But. It is, yes. I've, I've been down there. Um, I've, I've had my own turndowns and missed dream roles, and you just sit there and rock back and forth. But my, my, my husband uh, back then said, got to get back up on the horse. Because what, what did you say? Um, you will miss 100% of all the shots you never take. That's right. Yeah. I don't know who said it. I think it was by a basketball coach. But okay. Makes yeah. sense to me. You got to throw your hat in the ring. I've mm-hmm. gotten plenty of no's, but, uh, but but also too, I, you know, I realize at some point if it if you know you're, you go up and you go up and you go up and it's just not happening. All right. So maybe you need to change your tactic. Maybe, and this is you. Know, sometimes actors will focus on everything but the obvious. Maybe your headshot doesn't look like you. Maybe your headshot is so retouched that you look 10 years younger and that's the person we're expecting. And you come in and you're not. No. And I say, or your hair is a different color and we're casting a blonde for this role or a brunette. Um, It it could be just that simple. Um, Or maybe you need some training, some serious training or change trainers. I mean, I I think everybody should, Make the rounds. Hit all of the hit all of the uh, acting studios. I mean, no one has a a, a lock on the market of knowledge. <laughs> one somebody may say something here that makes sense. Somebody over here, take what you need, leave the rest. Yeah. And in this town, I mean, uh, do you see a lot of crossover between like the theater side of town and the film side of town? I wish we did. I want more. I really do. Well, I mean, with the casting that we do, we have to spread a really wide net. Um, I reach out to theater actors all the time because, especially for, for look-alike roles, but, but even, you know, regardless, I want them to come and play. I want them, I want actors to come and see what it's like to be on a set. In fact, it, it, theater actors, it, it, in fact, it's funny, with theater actors, you know, they're used to doing a thousand-line play, and then they get the sides for a TV yeah. show, and they're like counting the words. <laughs> really? That's all? Okay, sure. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's an eye-opener for them, yeah. But yeah, I wish we had more crossover, and that's that's what I'm attempting to do. And I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so you you talked a little bit to me the other day that you're trying to take some steps to uh, to make some things happen as far as that goes. So you want to talk a little bit about that? I'm just I'm registering more people mm-hmm. to be on on my um, my, my database. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already have one. We all have one, but I'm looking for more. I'm starting. I'm going around now to um, I'm going to have a couple of booths set up where I'm just going to register more people. So that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking for more people. I, I want to get you on my database. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, so, I mean, what do you think that is? Why do you think there's such uh, kind of a, a bridge between like, film acting and, and theater acting that people aren't willing to cross? I think theater actors uh, have been told for a long time that they can't do it, you know, mm-hmm. that it's way different or something like that. But, the, it, I mean... No matter what you want to do, aren't we our own worst critics? And don't we stop ourselves so close to getting out of the gate so many times? You know, you you, you got to take risks. You got to give it a shot. You know. Um, and, and, and yeah, and I. Uh, they're accu- they're accused of maybe theater actors. We we send it to the back of the house. That's our training. I'm I'm a theater <laughs> actor. That's where I come from. But uh, it doesn't mean you can't bring it down. I I challenge anybody. I think we talked about this. How many people on uh, Broadway right now uh, have also a film career who started in theater and now have a film career? They go back and forth. It's a skill set, and if you train, I think you can do it. 
I just gotta kind of play to the audience you have. <laughs> if it's, yeah, if it's yeah. one guy behind a camera, then and, that's, yeah. And if and if if, he, if a theater actor just needs to take a, some some uh, classes with a, a film uh, a film coach, by all means. I think it I, I think it isn't as hard as people real, uh, assume it to be. No, so something you mentioned very much at the beginning where you were, were introducing Nathaniel a little bit, where, where you mentioned <laughs> that you were looking for somebody who um, had a background in acting who, to, to help you out. So why do you feel like that's important? You need, need to know the business. You need to, you need to have the empathy of what these people are going through. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, we're, we're, casting, we're casting folks that have, some of them have, um, some of these are emotional scenes. And breaking the tears. And some, you know, and... The fact that he can deliver a moment to an actor to for them to then jump off and create uh, that next that next beat in the scene, I think you need to have that skill set. Again, that's my opinion. So, one thing I, I want to ask about it might be kind of a little tricky to talk about. I know, but. Um, charging services, that type of thing. Um, now, I mean, you are very generous in the fact that you like offer the audition postings for free. I've used your audition services myself, you know, for Ooh. projects. Um, very <laughs> successful, I'd say. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's something that we, again, we spoke a little bit earlier on that, you know, when it comes to using this database, like, what do you charge an actor? How, how can you charge an actor? You know, that type of thing. There's there's so many charges in an actor's life already. So uh, exactly. You, yeah. exactly. That's, <laughs> that's one thing I, yeah. They'll, this is my opening line for my toolbox. There'll never be a shortage of people in this world willing to take your money. <laughs> They'll promise you the world, and they uh, and, and sometimes actors feel that if I pay money, there's this magic door and and we're all or magic bullet or magic solution, whatever it is, and and there isn't. You, you you're paying for the benefit of someone's experience. I mean, I'll do consult. I'm upfront about that. Does that does that guarantee you a, a slot in the casting? I can't do that. Um, if you don't take consults from me, am I going to ban you? Absolutely not. I, I, why would I shoot myself in the foot? You know, um, I don't teach classes. I do refer people to um, to coaches that have oodles of experience that are degreed, you know, in their field. That you know, and I admire them greatly. I would rather they go there uh, and then come to me with the results. <laughs> <laughs> not going to turn them away. Yeah, I'm not going to turn them away. Um, but yeah, fees for, I mean, obviously Duranicon has to pay for itself somehow, so there's advertising. Yeah. If there is a, the, the listing of the auditions is free, with the exception if someone wants to do a bulletin. So they missed the deadline, and the Monday newsletter went out, oh my God, my auditions are this yeah. weekend. Sure, there's a bulletin, it's a nominal fee. Um, if they want to advertise classes, um, I'm, I'm open to that. Um, and I send that out to the, to the newsletter. Um, the other, um, what other things? We don't charge actors. We don't charge yeah, actors, though. There's charge n- but there's actors. never been never been a charge for actors. Right. Um, yeah, well, ethically, I just don't feel it's right. And, and we've talked about that a lot. You know mm-hmm. how I'm. Well, I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. How do I get started? And she's, you know, we got to find ways to get my name out there. And I'm looking, and you know, there's plenty of places that you can pay. But Durantcom, I've always been drawn to it. Uh, because it's free, and, but here, here's and even as a theater company, you can post your auditions. And it's free. But see, here's also the misnomer: is that if you and there's plenty of places that are that sign you know, sign you up, and for a fee, you're going to be sent audition notices. Which, by the way, a lot of them were, I discovered mine are being poached from my site, <laughs> and posted, all over. I can't control that, but. Um, when I think sometimes actors feel that when they pay for these services that they are expected to then, that they're buying a job or they should get a job, it still doesn't guarantee you anything just because you paid for the service. It's been kind of a theme in, in a lot of the artists' interviews that I've done so far. I found that I'm kind of fascinated by just the idea of when do you stop working for free and like what, what are, you, are you really, you know, allowing to let money take over in your life and that type of thing. That, and well, I mean, I, I had an acting coach that said, three jobs and that's it, and from then on you get paid. Well, you know, I should be so lucky. Um, if you think about it though, ours is probably the only profession where people will do this for no money, mm-hmm. right? You think a doctor or a lawyer, or, I mean, you know, I realize they have their training, but all through their career, yeah. they would 
how much pro bono work do these guys do? I mean, and no surgeon is going to say, "Don't worry, I need the practice." Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, or, or just a, a, an office worker, who's, <laughs> an office worker who's you know, sh um, database entry. Do you think it's someone who does database yeah. entry is going to do it for free? Uh, because I want the experience. Uh, so, I mean, uh, we're getting ready to kind of wrap up here, but I, one thing I just want to ask, I mean, if, is there anything really broadly that you would want actors to know about before they're coming in to see you? Be yourself. Yeah. Honestly, be yourself. You're missing a front tooth? I may need a badass crackhead <laughs> that's missing a front tooth. You, you, got, you got a beard here that you could, like, you know, hang laundry off of? Awesome. Long hair? We... Um, the USA Channel has a great slogan: "Characters welcome." Yeah. Honestly, that's us. Characters welcome. We want, but I mean, but and I don't. I'm not. All not, characters. All characters welcome. Anybody. Because but, we. But disclose it. But disclose, own it. Oh, own it. Right. Right. Like I said, if you're not an ingenue in your 20s anymore, and you're now mm -hmm. 40s, by golly, I could talk to you. I, wrinkles, rolls, receding hairlines. Redheads. <laughs> what were you saying before? Let your freak flag fly. As freak they say. Flag. Something, something not unlike that. Yeah. You, you know, if if you're you know built like huge and you got big muscles, and bring it in. You know, if you if you're big in other ways, or you're small, or you're you got one eye or one ear. Well, there were, for one example, well, um, one of the I don't want to say the project, but <laughs> we had <laughs> we had a, but we had a guy. Uh, the character was supposed to be this robust man, and. Um, I knew that's one of those times when I went, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know the guy, and I had a couple of them in mind, depending on who was available. But these were these were portly guys. Yeah. That was a portly character. That's what they called for. Yeah, pattern pattern baldness. Do you know how many guys don't have pattern baldness? They all shave their head now. <laughs> so I I find myself saying, okay, I know you shave your head, but if it grew in, what would it look like? Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any pictures of that? And how fast can you grow it? You know, and some people can grow it fast. I mean, you've got guys that can grow, you know, hair like a chia pet. They hold their breath, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think people get it in their heads that, like, they all have to look like the leading man type of thing, and I think that's just a misnomer that has to, yeah. Vincent Van Price. Villains never die, they just get better. Uh, that's a great quote to start wrapping up the last couple questions I have then. Um, so normally one thing I like to do, I don't want to put you in any kind of precarious you know, position of favoring one person or another, but um, just any artists of any discipline really, doesn't have to be actors, doesn't have to be directors, that you would want to give some recognition to. Um, i got to give recognition to uh, Maureen Dias Watson from Grease Paint Theater. Um, she's, a, she's a forward-thinking lady. She's stage, she has stage productions that, her, uh, that challenge her kids. I mean, they did Heather's, the musical, and they were actually the actual age of these kids and explored some pretty heavy topics. I know that this was in the news about you know, risque and, and uh, youth theater. Um, it seemed that more parents were upset about the sex, but not the, the drinking, the drugs. Murders. The murders, yeah, yeah murder, <laughs> suicide, blowing, blowing up the school. Yeah, um, but she stood by it. And, and, I, and I applaud her for it, especially because she brought a talk back together. And there were people that stood up in that audience and said, yes, that was me in high school. I attempted suicide. That was, it, 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 made, it brought it home and it brought why, why she would uh, uh, stage such a, such a show. But she, she's relentless. She's like the unsinkable Molly Brown. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep up with her. So, but, so that I would have to give a shout out to her. And I, and I, you know, I need to give a shout out to, to, uh, to Damon Daring. Damon Daring, um, he's one of these guys that I've known so long, I really can barely remember when I met him. I th think I met him in Theater Works when he was doing a show there. I have attended his first show. I think I've attended probably every show since then. I've done a lot of their production photography. Um, he, yeah, he likes pushing buttons. We know that. Uh, but I, I gotta tell you, it makes you think. His, his shows, when you, you talk about it in the car ride home. So I wanted to give a shout out to him. And you were in one of the shows recently, right? Not too recently, but I w was in Equus. I did both, um, both the stagings of Equus. He did a reboot of it. Yeah, that's one. Of, yeah, and that's one of those shows that you you will think about for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, anybody else for you? Nathaniel. Anybody Nathaniel that you want to throw out? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's shy on that. Um, I mean. 
<laughs> about the same. I, Maureen is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did a show at Stagebrush. I didn't get to work with her a whole lot, but um, what I know of her, she's she is relentless and she is challenging the status quo and she's, you know, standing up for the things that she believes in and giving uh, the gift of theater to young people and. As we all know at this table, and probably everyone listening, that that is a very expensive gift. It's a taxing gift. It, yeah. You and I talk about it. It uh, <laughs> takes a lot of your time and, and money, and you put your whole self in, you know, and she's doing it. So, that, an amazing woman. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and beyond that, any personal projects you guys want to put out there, websites? Well, Drag Casting <laughs> is, uh, has gone through um, a refresh. Oh. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's what behind it's. It, 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 there's more behind it than there is in front. Mm. I mean, as you know, with any with any reboot, mm. um, but I'm really on a hunt for new faces, and we have something like four million people here in Phoenix. All right, uh, out of that, there is an. I'm, Think about how many actors there are, how many artists there are, how many th that are doing you know, the productions on the weekends. I want to know who they are. I may need them. <laughs> if you have an interest, you have an interest. Then, then show up. Show get, up. Get on up. that website. Yeah. At, how did they get in touch with you? Let's, let's say that. Yeah. Durantcasting.com. And please um, sign up for the newsletter. I think this is the this is the mistake of the younger the younger generation. Social media, you don't see everything. We we're hearing about filters and you know, how you have to pay to see things. It is not carrying the message. You gotta sign up. You have to sign up to be on that newsletter and you gotta read that newsletter. You gotta do your due diligence. It's not gonna be delivered to you. So. Excellent, I love that. Any, anything else, Any anything in particular? Personal projects, all right. Um, well, one thing I'd like to wrap up uh, with, uh, which might have kind of two facets of it with you guys, I'm curious. Uh, so you already talked a little bit about um, some advice you have for actors. Is there any other one piece of advice for somebody that's just coming into the arts community you would want to give? Take anything you can get. Um, we all want to be the star. <laughs> we all want to grab the brass ring. If they want you to be uh, an extra on a movie set, get your butt on that movie set and see how many people there are. There are 40 or 50 people that have nothing to do with being in front of the camera, but they're making that thing happen. Watch and learn. Um, uh, volunteer to be a showrunner. Show up, especially theater people, show that you, are, that you have a commitment that you're gonna show up every night. Um, a lot of times people say, well, it, theater's cliquish or they only cast who they know. Well, yeah, they cast the people they know are gonna show up uh, night after night that aren't going to call opening night and go, you know, my husband doesn't allow me to do this anymore. That happened. Someone said their spouse oh, no. yeah, pulled them. I can't do this. And this was a chorus person. My spouse doesn't allow this. Um, I, I, I can't. I, can, I, think they, I think they got through the opening weekend, but that was it. But this was just too much. Yeah, so? Um, so, yeah, why? How can you trust somebody if you don't have a track record with them? So, yeah, do that. Run, be, be the showrunner. It's kind of on the other side of it, too. I'm curious if would you have any piece of advice for somebody who maybe feels like they have the knack for casting? If they wanted to maybe go into a little bit more of what you do. Well, <laughs> if they want to go into this, um, gosh. Did, how long ago did they start? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times you'll have someone that says, oh, this sounds like a great idea. I think I'd like to do it. I, um, what's, your, what's your background? I, honest, honestly, I think I mentioned earlier in this is, Everything I've ever done has come to this point. All the photography, all the writing, all the everything, technology, putting on the green makeup, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because remember, I'm not just interacting with actors. I also have to know that there's a wardrobe person I have to satisfy. There's a hair and makeup person I have to satisfy. There's a showrunner. There's, and I'm, I'm the first person in. So I set the tone and what I select and what I do and what I know of the business um, sets the pace for the whole production. So. And I think that's, that's still advice that you can you know, put into any line of art. Everything you've ever done will culminate in what you can do today. Yes. So. I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put that on a pillow, I think. <laughs> I love it. Read. Read. Read, oh, oh my, my gosh, goodness, yeah. read. Read scripts, read. Yeah. Uh, read. Uh, read about the industry. Read out loud, read out loud. Uh, my my husband is a uh, I'm I'm widowed. My husband was a um, a professor 
a college professor, and he noticed over the years students could not read out loud. They couldn't speak out loud. They were so used to texting. They couldn't write complete sentences because they're used to writing abbreviated text speak. Um, you're a business person. Until you can pay somebody a whole lot of money to do that, you are the business. So. Like it. All right. So read, read everything. Read the newsletter. Read about it. Read it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you want to be, you want to get into casting. Read uh, philosophy. Be, be an actor. You be know? an actor. I think you need to be an actor. And, yeah. and what, what is that? Be yourself. You know. Love it. Oh, good way to wrap it up. Be yourself. I love it. Get take everything you can get. Uh, and uh, well, thank you guys so much for your time. Okay. Special thanks to Nick Machete for writing our theme music and Taylor Machete for all of her support. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to follow us and leave nice ratings on Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pinecast.co. And if you or someone you know is pursuing something artistic in the Phoenix area and you'd like to be on the podcast, write to me at starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.